Hey everybody, this is Nate Smoyer, and you're listening to the Tech Nest Podcast. This is the show where we sit down with the leaders in real estate and technology to find out what they're doing to transform the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. If you've got an interest in real estate and technology, stick around. You're in the right place. Welcome to today's show. We have a really great guest. We've got Christopher Garrett from Zhaas. He's the Chief Operating Officer. We talk all types of things here of what they're trying to do, fractional ownership, blockchain technology. Will title companies even exist in the future and what the industry may look like just a year from now? It's an exciting topic. I think this one's going to be one of the more progressive ones of the entire season. So why don't you go ahead, sit back and listen in. Well, hey, Chris, thanks for joining us on the show today. Um, really appreciate you setting aside the time to talk blockchain, uh, fractional ownership, all the things that make our heads spin in real estate. Um, I want to give you the floor first. Why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are and what you do. Thanks, Nate. Uh, my name is Chris Garrett. I'm the chief operating officer at a company called Zhaas. And Zhaas is an equity sharing marketplace and ownership management platform that allows people to buy, sell, and invest in real estate, but at a fractional level. And the way we do this is we're combining trust ownership with blockchain technology to help lower the cost of home ownership and increase the opportunities for people to invest in real estate. That's a whole lot. We are going to unpack that or attempt to unpack that on this show. Uh, we, you know, you and I have had a chance to talk previously and, and you guys, you're really on the bleeding edge, I believe, in this. Um, I have so many questions. So we'll try and go through this and hopefully everyone's listening. Uh, it'll be able to help them out. Real quick, uh, Zihas, how do you spell that for those who are listening? Z-E-E-H-A-U-S. Okay. There we go. And uh, let's just start from, from the top, big picture. What's the problem you guys are trying to solve at Zios? That's a great question. There's actually a few problems right now um, that we're trying to address. And I think the solution that we've brought to market is a great way to handle it. Um, one of those is the rising cost of home ownership. I myself, I live here in the Bay Area where your entry level home is million dollar plus. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to help people achieve home ownership in areas like this where your entry level home is oftentimes out of reach. The way we do that is by sharing equity with investors and they co-own properties together. And by doing that, we're helping people to achieve home ownership at a at lower rate. Another solution that we're trying to bring to market is the actual opportunity to invest in real estate. Oftentimes people are restricted to investing in REIT funds or actually having the capital to purchase full properties themselves. And that leaves a lot of people unavailable to invest in real estate. Mm -hmm. And so by fractionalizing the equity in real estate, it opens the door to more people. And some of the benefits associated with that through our solution is they actually have ownership of the property, their names on the title. And so there's tax benefits associated with that as long as, as, as well as 1031 exchanges where you can defer your capital income gains and reinvest your earnings. And so we're trying to bring a solution to the market that makes it actually easy to invest and buy property. We've digitalized the end-to-end -end buying process to the point where it's click and sign. Um, and we're trying to really finally make it simple and more affordable to, for people to live in areas like the Bay Area and other areas around the world 
as well as to invest in real estate and have opportunities to build their wealth. Whoo, man, we're going <laughs> to, I told it, you know, I led with, this is a big topic because you guys are doing a lot. There's a lot of moving pieces here uh, and a lot of things uh, I want to try and unpack. Let's, let's start with, so fractional ownership, how does that work? You know, if I buy a house with you, but you want to live in it, how do I live in it? Is it, is it like a timeshare? Not quite. So a great way to, to put it into words is just to go through a use case. So say you come to me and you say, hey, Chris, I've got a, found a fantastic home I'm interested in buying. And how it would work, you'd be like, all right, great. Let me re- verify you say who you are and uh, you, you can afford the home and whatnot. And we list the market, the home on Zhoss's marketplace. And we verify that, yes, this home is in this condition. Um, it's turnkey property. There's no hidden fees or repairs are going to need to be done. And investors would come in, um, say we've got five investors that each want, it was, let's start out with saying, you're going to put down 5% on the home. Then, so we need to fill the rest of the 95% with investors. So people can come in and put down whatever percentage of the home that they're interested in investing. So say we've got five people and they each do 10 to 20%. um, And once we fully fund the property, it goes through a closing process, goes through escrow, it's, and it gets put into a trust. And you are the only person, uh, everyone's a beneficiary of the trust, and you get the right to live in the property, maintain the property, and live in it like a, a normal home. And each month, instead of paying a mortgage, you pay what is essentially rent to the trust that gets distributed to the other investors that are beneficiary of the trust based on what percentage of equity they own. And by doing this, we fractionalize the equity and the ownership, and you're actually able to achieve homeownership by putting down as little as 5%. And mm-hmm. on average, your monthly payments are going to be close to 20% cheaper than uh, typical market average. So are you, are you buying out your partners over time, or they just or they have a continual equity share in it, and then it just enables me to have all the benefits of homeownership at just a reduced cost? So for the investor, it's, to them, it's just a rental property. Oh, I so see. You okay. are the occupant and you pay rent every month that gets just distributed to them based on whatever percentage of the pie that they own. And I get the benefits of stability, not having to worry about my rent going up, yep. you know, being kicked out because the landlord wants to sell. Um, that, that sounds uh, very appealing. I mean, I know that there's a few out there of, that are working on the Kobai situations, actually a company called Kobai doing something similar, but obviously you're doing this a little bit differently. Now, this is this has been possible before. This is not necessarily a new concept, right? But you guys are changing the way you go about it. Yes. So what what is it that makes the process and how you're handling that different from how someone would have to do it today? So one of the things that we're trying to do is make this very easy and simple. Um, the process of buying a home currently is is not easy. There's a lot of pe- people involved. So we're trying to simplify that process and build a marketplace that can handle both buying of real estate as well as managing your ownership afterwards and do this in a very simple way. And to do this, we're implementing blockchain technology to help us secure the data, um, such as title registry, money transfers, um, if you do a 1031 exchange and, and exchange your property um, in the trust with another one. And so we're bringing a sense of security and simplicity to this. And we believe that this solution along with the development of blockchain technology in the space and how it's really going to change the real estate industry moving forward is a solution that's finally the, that the market's finally ready for. 
Um, we're starting to see other technologies, other companies um, such as Uber, where they're sharing their vehicles. Why not share your company or your house equity, but still be able to live in a home and have a family like any other family on the street? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And now we're going to, this is a perfect segue into, um, you mentioned blockchain. And for those who are listening, uh, maybe there's some realtors out there. Maybe there, maybe there's a title officer listening to this and they say, whoa, you just said blockchain for recording and title. Uh, how, do, how does all that work? What is blockchain first? And how does that have anything to do with this? So blockchain is a, in very simple terms, it's a, a public ledger where you can record information um, that is secured by algorithms that computers generate. And it produces uh, secure keys that you can verify information in the past based on the key that is currently available because it has information of everything previous to that. But it's basically a peer-to-peer public distributed ledger um, where you can record information such as who owns the title of a property, um, what equity you, you own, um, how, what your payments are each, like, each month. It's a new way to record information, sharefy, and verify that it's secure and accurate. Got it. So, the, and this is kind of then uh, looking at it as a way of the, the way we currently go about recording transactions for real estate. Uh, this would automate much of that process. It would put that data in a public view so anyone could access it. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, it's, it's accurate. So currently right now we have companies, like you mentioned, title companies. Their entire job is to verify information. They're a third party because the two parties, the person buying a home and the person selling a home, can't trust each other in a, in a, a transaction. So we have a third party that each party relies on to verify information like this. Mm-hmm. There's a solution where you can trust the information and both parties can have a transaction without involving a third party. That reduces costs, frustration, reduces the time. And that's what we're trying to bring with this blockchain technology. Got it. No, that, that makes perfect sense. And uh, yeah, you know, as a, a former realtor myself, uh, I cannot imagine attempting to do a, a real estate transaction without that third party in there because there's just, you, you, you hit the nail right on the head. The trust is just not there. Yep. for that transaction to happen. You need someone to facilitate that. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, let, walk me through a scenario right now where uh, we talked, you mentioned one earlier where Zhost would come into play, but maybe let's try a, a different one. Um, is, is, well, let's, let's do this actually. Is Zhost really uh, meant for one type of property or there are multiple types of properties that can be leveraged for? So right now, currently, Zhost is our main focus is residential, single-family residential properties. Okay. So help, and our vision is to help people achieve homeownership, as well as helping people invest in real estate and grow their wealth. Um, right now, how we're set up due to some legal structure um, revolving around 10, uh, 506C, we are set that each property that works in our marketplace has to be a single occupant property. And so what is it? Sorry, what is a five oh six three or <laughs> what? What is that code? It is a regulation um, as far as uh, it, it pertains to how you raise capital. Um, and it, the way we function is that a group of people come together and they buy property together. 
So there's no one managing a property. There's no one that's making money off the transaction. Um, we're not a broker dealer, but how it functions is we work with properties that are single, single occupant. It's, it's how we work and we're starting with residential in the future. We could transition to commercial um, and continue to be in commercial as far as single occupant uh, commercial. We can't do multiplex where there's an apartment building with six apartments and you've got each person paying rent to this trust and that it, people have different agendas. It's, it's just, it's not feasible at this time. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering if, you know, if I get 30 friends, could we all go in on buying a, a 30 unit apartment building downtown, but maybe we instead of doing that, we could just buy that luxurious mansion off the coast to overlooking, you know, uh, of the beach is uh, maybe that's a better scenario. We should try for that. <laughs> what's so what's the type of return on investment someone could expect as an investor? So on the investor side of uh, a deal like this, or is that totally up to those who are involved in transaction? Well, you know, that's a very tough question. Um, there's a variety of factors that go into every investment. Um, I mean, where the house is located, um, the condition of the home, what happens with the market. So it's really hard to say. Um, with us and the way it functions, um, the homeowner, the occupant will pay on average uh, lower than market average rent each month. So the cash flow working with us is going to be lower. Um, but in exchange for that, the, the investors, um, they actually get appreciation of that property. Their name is on the title. The title is owned by the trust company and they're beneficiaries of that. So they get appreciation with that. And along with ownership, they get tax benefits. And the big, big benefit for them is a 1031 exchange, which is oftentimes restricted to uh, accredited investors because it's a, a difficult process to line up. And so those benefits um, lead to returns of, I don't know, it's really hard to say, 5 6%. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, but on average, you're, you're going to be doing, um, doing well. Okay. And, you know, and the, the 1031 exchange, you know, just as a quick plug, I have to give it out here. I, I did a, a, a fairly in-depth discussion with uh, my buddy Tom from 1031 Atlas. Uh, and so for anyone listening who wants to check that out, um, you can check and find it on the channel. But so but talking through a little bit more about, you know, the return on investment. And so uh, for investors, is there a reason someone would use Zhas versus maybe just going with a REIT? You know, is there is it just the accredited accredited investor hurdle? Is that the the barrier you guys are breaking down and opening up for everyone else, or is there other reasons why this would be the right product versus maybe just buying in with a, a fund somewhere else? That's a great question. Um, REIT is a fantastic option for a lot of people. Um, what allows us to add additional benefits to that is that. With a REIT, you're investing into something, but you're not actually owning it. So your name is not on the title. And due to that, you don't get tax benefits. You also don't get the opportunity to do a 1031 exchange, typically. Um, both of those are, are great benefits by working with us. Um, and in addition to that, uh, because the property is owned in a trust, you can exchange your equity in that property without having to sell the full property. You exchange your equity within the trust or do a 1031 exchange. So it provides liquidity to the investment, which is with a REIT, you have that as well, but other opportunities, um, real estate is typically not a, a liquid asset. So we're providing that liquidity 
And another one is you have complete transparency. You manage a portfolio, you invest in the properties that you like, you sell the properties when you are, um, you exchange your equity when you're, when you're done with it. You're not restricted to anything. There's no hidden fees for investors. There's no fees whatsoever to be involved with ZHAS's marketplace. And so there's a lot of benefits that come to working with us that we hope uh, investors will see. Okay, there's a few things there. Um, so I can I can cash in my equity essentially, or I, not cash in because I can't realize the gain if I'm going to do a 1031. So I can I can pull out of a property as an investor and take my portion of the equity without us having to sell the property yep. and then put that into another property as an investment. Okay, that is interesting. Um, and th- there was another follow-up that I had that uh, because you said something, I uh, didn't write that one down, but we're, we'll just keep moving forward here. And I, when I come back to that one, I'll, I'll uh, try and ask that one again. Let me ask this. So who is the ideal user then of Zhaus? Like who's your ideal customer? Okay. Um, ideally, it would be anyone in, right now we're currently able to operate in California. Okay. Um, so we're focused mainly here on the Bay Area and the LA area. For the buyer side, anyone that typically can afford a home, but the biggest hurdle for them is putting down a deposit maybe. Um, that is an ideal customer. With a, a mortgage, you're typically going to put down around 20%. With us, you can still get into that home with putting down about 5%. Um, and so anyone that's trying to achieve home ownership that can uh, afford the, the monthly payments um, and really maybe has a life changing uh, situation, maybe they just had a kid, they really just need the space and they didn't plan on it and they don't have the down payment necessary, but they really need it. So anyone that is in that kind of condition, we're a fantastic solution for. And on the flip side, investors can really be anyone. You can already be an experienced investor and have a portfolio of properties you own. But what if you diversified it by fractionalizing it? So you take one property and diversify it to uh, 10 properties. You're diversifying your risk, um, lowering that risk, and most likely, hopefully, increasing your returns. Um, as well as inexperienced investors, we, we pre-vet the properties so that every property, based on historical averages, um, we can predict will have consistent returns moving forward. As far as their appreciation, we can only base it off the, the history of property. But we do make it easy for investors to have ease of mind that the properties they're looking at are in good condition and, and worth checking out. Um, and so those are kind of our ideal individuals right now. That's, you've, you've thought this through here. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So there's obviously some stuff that has to happen. You got to have some boots on the ground. There's some logistics here. How are you handling that? What's your what's your workforce? Are you guys uh, starting a brokerage? You, you mentioned that earlier. You're not, uh, so I imagine there's probably going to be some reliance still on realtors in some of these transactions. Yes. So we are not a broker. We don't make any uh, money off the transaction of, uh, of real estate through the marketplace. How our business model works is each month when you pay, if you were the owner occupant, you paid rent. We would get a small percentage of that rent every month. Um, and in exchange for managing, facilitating the transaction, um, handling the payments automated every month and whatnot. That's how we monetize this. Um, but, um, I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? <laughs> yeah, no worries. We'll, we'll cut that out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had a good flow and then I, I, for, I lost the question. 
that's okay. Um, so Chris, you mentioned a few things there that are going to really require some boots on the ground. You know, if you're ensuring that the properties are quality properties, that you're, you know, making sure that, you know, it says new roof on the description and then you go out there and you see that there's a tarp draped over it, that's not going to work out well. So how are you handling that? You, and you already mentioned that you guys aren't a brokerage. So I imagine there's going to be some sort of reliance on realtors still. Is that the case? Yes. So Zhos acts as um, one agent. So typically in a transaction, you're only going to need one other. You're going to need a buyer's agent to facilitate the transaction. But to verify the property and the condition, we do hire and have an outside third-party appraiser um, that verifies the condition of the home. We get complete photos of the property um, and all of that essential information for every party involved to make an educated decision, especially when you're investing in, in an asset like this and you may not visit it personally in person. So we do have some of those pieces in place right now. We do have banking partners for uh, the money transfer and escrow and, and all of that. And to complete the end to end process, we do have that. But for the actual user, for them, it's just as easy as going online, viewing the property, all the information you really need to make a decisions there. Um, it's backed up every year. We take pictures of properties as far as if you bought a, a house one year later, we go back, we revisit it. We ensure that the condition is an acceptable, um, that you've been maintaining the property and whatnot, um, and give, give updates to the investors and all the beneficiaries of that property. And that's kind of some of the pieces we put in place, both to process the transaction and verify the properties in good condition moving forward. That's, um, that's quite a game plan. Let's talk, uh, switch it up here a little bit. Well, you, know, you kind of touched on the money side and I want to talk about the money side because you guys have um, uh, a few sides to the coin, if you will, on how you're handling money. So, uh, you know, reading through a little bit about you guys, it says that um, you're enabling owners to store their ownership using Zhos blockchain as a service and use Zhos coins as payment for uh, as a uh, payment tool for real estate. How does that work? That is a great question. So how we would like this to work in the future is that we would be able to use a digital asset to have a global marketplace where say someone in Canada would like to invest in the US, but they don't wanna go through the hassle of setting up a US bank account and go, jumping through the multiple hoops there are. And so, there are hoops in that process. And <laughs> they could use a digital asset to purchase the equity in a home. So what we would have is a issued a security token and we have not done that yet. And there's a, a lot of reasons for that, but the main reason is it revolves around regulation. In the US, we have not decided how we're gonna classify assets, especially security tokens, which we would like to have. Mm -hmm. And restrictions on that, and there's a, bit, a lot of companies that have tried to issue these tokens and get approval through a regulation A+, they've been unable to because there are no regulated ETF trading exchanges. So there's no way for you to exchange your, your token. Um, and there's no liquidity to your token. There's a, a lot of restrictions in place to that. So we've held off on our token. It is in our roadmap once restrictions pave the way for us to, to make this a reality. But right now it's just in the, in the roadmap and we've built out some technology to already to uh, to move on this once regulations make it uh, feasible. Got it. And I know you guys are very early in you know the the stage of the company. Have you guys been able to put any uh, properties under contract and, and close any transactions yet? 
So we are very early. We were founded in 2016. And we are just now, after building out the technology and building out everything else, getting ready to launch this publicly. So we are now attracting uh, pre-users, beta users. We're preloading the properties on the marketplace. And hopefully in the near future, we're going to have our first transaction. But as of today, not yet. Well, that's exciting leading up to, and then is a perfect segue into then how are you funding the company? What are you guys doing to stay afloat? So we are right now in the midst of raising our, uh, our seed round. And we're trying to talk with uh, investors and venture capitalists here in the Bay Area. We're looking for the right partners to help us uh, as we progress and grow this company moving forward. And uh, we're going to use this capital to continue to grow this company, um, provide better service to uh, both the buyers, sellers, and investors, and as well as expand uh, where we're able to offer Zhost's marketplace outside of California to other markets here in the U.S. and hopefully very soon here globally. Yeah. Now, I'm sure you've been paying attention to this. And as you guys go into raising your seed round, this has got to be a little bit on your mind. The, the amount of money that's been pumped into real estate tech in the last year has been quite incredible to see the, the attention. Um, actually, I just saw recently that Overstock.com is now officially in real estate tech. They're starting a property management software, which blew my mind. <laughs> um, and that's for a whole nother show. But what I, I'm curious is, why do you think now, why do you think now um, people are, we're seeing this influx of cash, attention, resources, and innovation to real estate? That's a, it's a tough question to answer. And I, I would say, in my opinion, um, there's a, a few different factors. There's we look at how the market is right now. It's a it's a strong market right now. So when when it's a strong market, there's more interest in it. And due to that, uh, a lot of these smaller companies like ourselves are starting to get exposure. Another factor is blockchain. Since 2017, when uh, ICOs, initial coin offerings, really took off, it really brought spotlight to this and really allowed the technology to showcase itself and the various solutions that it is impacting and real estate is one of those spaces. And I think that is along with the market and some of the other factors contributing to that really leading to this funding and this race to provide better solutions for this industry that hasn't changed that much in a very, very long time. And, uh, I, I think there's a lot of ways that it really can be changed for the better and really be disrupted. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with you. And, uh, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited when I get to talk to companies like you guys uh, who I know are on the bleeding edge of dreaming what's possible and pushing forward. Um, I want to get to uh, a game that we play on each show. But before we get there, I always like to give our guests an opportunity. If there's anything we haven't covered about Zhost that you really feel like, hey, uh, listeners have got to know about this one thing. What, what would be that one thing that we haven't yet covered or, or could cover better here? Let's see. What is that one thing? Um, you can tell me I'm doing a great job. I don't get mad yeah, about that. You're doing a great job. I've been able to kind of talk about what we're doing. Um, I would say just the one thing is that you really don't need to settle for what has gone on for so long in this space. There's outside of Zhost, there's a lot of companies that are really doing a lot of interesting things in the space, and there's a lot of solutions that. Really, I don't think it really taken off. I don't think the industry has really taken off on some of these new 
innovative solutions, especially around equity sharing. And I think, I don't know 100% the reason behind it, but I think some of that comes just down to education and, uh, and really putting your faith in, and trust into these new solutions that really are here to help a lot of people um, and really just getting educated on what's available in the market. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, let's jump into playing a game I like to call For the Future. Uh, For the Future is a segment where we ask each guest on the show to give their best predictions based on the following four questions. Ready to play? Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Uh, What does Zihas look like one year from now? I would say one year from now, we have secured funding and expanded nationwide. Um, We've expanded into New York, which is a very difficult market to enter. Um, That's one of our our top priorities. Come on, New York can't be that difficult. It's it's a tough one. New York, Seattle, (laughs) here, I would say in a year, we we will make good progress to offering the solution in new markets. Awesome. I love it. What will the housing market look like and i'm going to leave that wide open and you interpret as you wish to be honest i have no clue (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i will hope it's better than it is now um i i just don't know i don't know enough information to make an accurate prediction yeah okay this is just my selfish attempt at getting all the uh industry experts to give me their crystal ball prediction so I can make my own investment decisions. Um, uh, Question three, when will the next big boom or bust happen in real estate? Um, Again, that's a tough question, but I would say 2008 was like a, a, a big deal. And since then it's been about 10 years. And over this time, we've started to see kind of how it's transitioned and some of the similarities. And uh, I would say this next five years, some interesting things are going to happen, I think. Yeah, yeah. You're not calling it a boomer bust then, huh? Yeah, it's, I'm not the right person to ask that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last one here. What's one thing you believe will fade away in real estate as the result of technological advances? I think a lot of third parties involved in the real estate process will fade away. I think title companies are, are not going not gonna to be around. Um, I think there's a lot better solutions to record information, transactions, property information, money transfers. And I really think that blockchain, outside of just real estate, is going to change more and impact more in the world than the internet did. That is a bold statement. That is, uh, and and I, I don't know, see, I'm on the other side. I don't know enough about blockchain to uh, how to comment on that, but I love the vision. I love uh, the passion behind that. And one year from now, we'll, we'll get a better glimpse into how, <laughs> how that happens. Um, let's close out. We got a few questions, a few more questions here, and then we'll be uh, wrapping up the show. So um, I'm always curious as to, you know, leaders and innovators in the space, you know, we got to be constantly learning and, and reteaching ourselves and relearning. So what are you reading? Books, blog posts, uh, websites? What, what do you read? That's a great question. Uh, most, re- most recently, I've been reading uh, Tools of Titans. I love learning from other people and how they think um, from other industries. I think there's a lot of cross-pollination 
when you look at how other people think and how they operate that you can bring into whatever space you're, you're working in. Um, so that's what's on my nightstand right now. Yeah, I have that propping up my laptop right now. <laughs> I'm looking, I was going to pick it up, but you know, it's underneath the other books that uh, are used to hold up the laptop. So it's all good. Um, who are you learning from? Um, I would say mainly um, other people in the real estate space, honestly. Um, uh, some of the companies that I, I really think are, are leading the edge are, are really involved in the blockchain real estate space. Um, I think we're starting to see how big this industry can be impacted. So I'm starting to follow people in that space, founder of uh, a property, uh, Rentberry, both great companies, great founders there. Um, and so I'm, I'm, those are kind of people I'm, I'm watching and seeing what they're up to. Yeah. Okay. And then the last one, uh, what keeps you inspired? The vision that one day I'll be able to achieve homeownership through a fractional way like this. And, and honestly, just the vision that people can live in a home, their dream home, and actually be able to afford it, as well as offering the solution where people are finally easily able to do this process that for has so long been so difficult and so mind boggling, um, complex. And so I, the vision where people can achieve homeownership and wealth growth opportunities, that's what gets me up in the morning energized. Yeah. 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 I, I totally agree. I, uh, I, I wish that, uh, they would have taught us this in school. I could have done, you know, I, I think I could get through life without finding the, the square footage of a triangle. Pretty sure that's <laughs> possible, but, uh, interest, I, I wish I had, uh, learned much more about all that and financing and leverage. So, well, Hey, this is, Chris has been amazing. First, thank you so much for uh, being on the show, uh, sharing. Um, I feel like we could have gone for another two, three hours. Uh, I didn't want to go too far into this. And you know what I think would be good is after you guys get your seed round uh, and your first transaction, um, let's reconnect. I want to have you back on the show. I want to do a follow-up. I want to talk through that first transaction um, you know, something you learned, uh, what went well, what didn't go well, we'll, we'll go all the way in there. But before we close out, I want to give everyone an opportunity. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you, uh, as well as to learn more about Zios and what you guys are doing? Well, you can absolutely always check out our website. It's www.zehaus.com. Z-E-E-H-A-U-S. You're also, I'm going to provide my email. If you want to talk with me, shoot me an email. I'm happy to pick up the phone anytime. My email is chris.garrett at zhoss.com. So. That's, that's true. You, you offered me, when I reached out to you, you said, give me a call. And I was like, oh, well, that was easy enough. Let's yeah. do it. So yeah, if you email him, he will get back to you. I, I promise you that. So um, happy well, to chat. <laughs> well th thanks so much chris really do appreciate it uh you know if anyone has any questions for him definitely reach out to chris check out their website zhaas.com i think it's really interesting uh, we've yet to see what um how blockchain is going to uh really impact real estate but i think it has uh quite the potential to to really sh shake things up as long as we have innovative leaders thinking forward with it so well hey thanks for listening everybody and until then we'll catch you on the next one thanks well, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to the TechNest podcast. Hey, don't forget, you can get on the email list so you'd never miss an upcoming episode. That's technest.io. That's T-E-C-H-N-E-S-T dot I-O. Get on the email list. 
Uh, go to the App Store, whether you found us in iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you found us. Leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. And if you've got a guest or someone that you'd like to recommend or if you think that you'd be a great guest on the show, hey, send me an email, nate at realteampanda.com. That's nate at realteampanda.com. See you guys later.